Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. What's up, everyone? Freddy the Pizza Man here, host of the Pizza Man Podcast. Now joining forces with ChristopherMedia.net. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Pizza Man Podcast. And, of course, find all the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. We talk Detroit sports. I bring on guests, uh, passions, opinions, uh, all for Detroit sports, and more. We even talk pizza. So thanks for tuning in and uh, spread the word. Gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions, and now here are your hosts. It's number one hundred. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I am the Iceman. We've returned. The sabbatical. Boy, oh boy, whole so bunch of shit has happened. Double zero, last one. William Bedford. That's all I remember from the Pistons. <laughs> but uh, when Metal oh. World Peace. Oh, too when uh. Gilbert Arenas, he was Agent Zero. Oh, that's right, Gilbert Arenas. Okay, that's who it was. I can't think of a hundred. Every can't think of schlocky, comicky, shitty football player in every B movie. Aren't they like Double Zero? Pretty much. Was Bobby Boucher Double <laughs> Double Zero? Wasn't he sixty nine? It was zero. Zero. All right. So yeah, lots happened since we've been away. We're going to get to it. I guess first thing we talk about is, man, the, the the Stanley Cup final. I believe you're supposed to say that's the one that's the singular one, right? Is this is hockey. You have to say the Stanley Cup final. It's the NBA finals. Uh, but uh, you get the Washington is up 3-1 on the Knights. Is this it for the Knights? Have a good one. It's going to take a miracle for it not to be. Yeah, it really is. That's like a devil advocate type shit. Had a good run, kid. Had to end sometime. You know, Florida has been playing out of his mind, but I hope he's stepped his fucking game up beyond belief. I mean, he's I, he's looking, you know, playoff MVP worthy right now. And, I mean, I, I don't know. I, we, we, luck ran out for the Knights. I mean, you can, you can, you can ride that, you know, Hey, we're new. We're an expansion team. No one knows what to expect. Shit for so long. Problem is when you're one in the feet. When you're one team in the team of fields, or, or excuse me, field of teams, it's easy to fucking sneak into the pack. When your job as the Capitals' head coach is to study that team and break them down so where you can beat them, your weaknesses become a little bit more glaring. And it looks like Washington's found their weaknesses. Period. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I, I want to say it's it's an experience thing, but it's not like the the Knights are full of rookies; they're full of castoffs. No, and the whole thing is, is that this entire season for the Knights is only because of the salary cap post two uh, thousands lockout restructuring of the NHL. This would never have happened before then. This is. There's there's no enforcers, per se, whose only job is to go out there. I mean, there are. There are a few, whatever. For the most part, there are none. Every team doesn't have one or two guys who will be a healthy scratch unless you need them out there because it's going to be that type of game. Everybody has to be able to at least 
playing up to a third line potential. There's really no scrub. So when they got, when, you know, these guys that weren't protected, I mean, look at the look at the fucking goalies that weren't protected in the expansion draft. Look at the look at the look at the Golden Knights goalie. Period. Yeah, Stanley Cup winner, multiple Stanley Cup winner, went unprotected. This shit would have never happened like that back in the day. Never. And I mean, it was a great story, but ultimately, I, I, I think I said it when we were we were doing the picks initially. I said if Washington can get past Pittsburgh, that's their. That's 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 their white whale. That was them, you know, basically killing the demon right there. And I would imagine they all feel like, okay, it doesn't matter who the fuck we face from here on out, we're going to win this motherfucking shit. Period. So, you think Ovechkin hangs around another season? I would be stunned. I don't know what's going on with Ovechkin. Just gets his cup and he's like, deuces. Goes back to Russia, plays with Datsuk. Yeah, but Rich, I mean, this is the best thing that could have happened to the NHL this year. The first team, first year expansion team going to the Cup. The Capitals, who have never won the Cup, going. I, I got to, I got to say this. I watched their opening act, man. Vegas could throw a freaking opening act out. I'm just saying. What well, I mean, I, I mean, I. You have a talent for shitting on every point. But it's Vegas, man. What do you expect? Well, no, because I, I'm, you know, Detroit Pride, and I was here in Hockey Town, USA, in Vegas. I'm like, bullshit. And then I watched it, and I was like, ooh, we need to step up. There's Just one thing that Vegas knows how to do, son. It's put on a show. Yeah, they, I mean, and I, I can't say I'm shocked that the, the person who, has the biggest Lionel Richie collection out of anyone on this show, thought that that was a great show in and of itself in their, their beginning because it's schlock, dude. It's, it's, it's borderline fucking get the fuck out of my face. That's embarrassing. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? That's what <laughs> I got to fucking say. Play the fucking game. Maybe if you spent less time worrying about fucking how, how cool you were going to look to people in the middle of the fucking country and more time worried about, oh, I don't know, beating the Capitals, this would be a series instead of a fucking ass reaming like it is. Well, I get you, but even people that don't like hockey like the opening act. So no, they're drawing in new fans. Yeah, they're drawing in new fans like the same people who fucking watch the Super Bowl and talk through the game and tell you to shut up during the commercials. Those people don't give a fuck about football. Those people don't give a fuck about hockey. They, they're in it for the spectacle, and I understand it's nice to put asses in fucking the seats. And, and, I mean, they were going to have asses in the seats no matter what. We talked, Chris and I talked about this when they first announced Vegas was getting an expansion team. I said, even if they suck, they're going to comp them seats out. Now I guarantee you they don't comp as many fucking seats as we thought they would. Oh, they, know know. They, they know they can sell them bitches. I mean, quick, fast, in a hurry. And next year, guarantee you, next year's season ticket sales is a lock. It's a fucking lock. That's going to be one of the hottest tickets in town. Fuck Britney Spears. Fuck uh, Donka Shane Boy or whoever the fuck. The two homos. With the ti- <laughs> yeah, fuck the two homos with the Tigers who, who who fucked around with them too long and one got eaten or whatever the fuck they are. And then Penn and Teller and all them. Yeah, fuck all them guys. This is going to be the hottest ticket in town next season. Well, they we still have yourself. Celine Dion now. Don't forget Celine. Boys to men. They're there. They're there. <laughs> Jesus God, it's it, it's like where all the bad music from the '90s went to go die. Yeah, that's it. Uh, gee, I, this is what 
This is why Vegas has a 24-hour drinking law for people who have taste. They decide to kill themselves that way. They can't handle well, living in that shit. At home. least now you got weed in addition to alcohol. That's true. Another thing to kill the pain. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, I've noticed a change in Ovechkin this season in the playoffs. Uh, there's been a couple of articles, mostly snarky ones from people who are, I would guess they're the type that hang their fucking hat on Crosby and the Penguins is the face of the NHL and all this shit. Because it seems like these these articles coming from these websites or, the, or these particular authors are always attacking anyone who is seen as a threat to, to Miss Crosby and, and, and his, his, his team of fucking, you know, merry band of misfits. And, you know, a lot of the attacks on, on Ovechkin has been, oh, well, you know, he just cares about his stats. He doesn't care about his team winning. Yeah, he scores a lot of goals once he won. Well, okay, I, I guess that, I mean, I, if, if you choose to look at it from that point of view, uh, I mean, but I mean, if we're going to apply that logic across the board, you got to say that about someone like, oh, I don't know, Dan Marino, uh, Charles Barkley, uh, Allen Iverson. I mean, did these people strike you as people who just didn't give a shit about winning? Yeah. It sure doesn't seem that way to me, you know. And it's almost like they're shaming him for being the player he is. I mean, half these articles can't, can't, they, they can't decide whether they want to call him a power forward or a sniper. And I mean, me, I'm just like, he is a, what is considered a power forward today. He's what's considered a sniper back in the day. He's more, back in the day, he would be more along the lines of someone like a Brett Hall versus a, a Brendan Shanahan. But these days, in the days of, if there's a big hit, everybody's got to get into a fight. And they slap fight each other on the ice. And then the linesman come over and go, okay, break it up, break it up. And wave dandelions in everyone's face and send them to their fucking respective corners for a fucking timeout on a naughty step. Yeah, that's what, he's a power forward these days. Back in the day, he'd be a joke to consider him a power forward. He throws the body around. That's one of the reasons I'd take him over someone like Crosby. Throws the body around. He gets the job done. And this year, I... I don't know how anyone could say he hasn't proven to be a fucking leader on the ice and in the locker room. He cheers and congratulates every single player that's on the ice when the Capitals score, whether he's on the ice or not. That's what that's what I'm getting at. I mean, that's isn't that what you want? Isn't that what we what you're supposed to do? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ! How many times did we even 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 a team I hated hated growing up watching like the anal munch. Joe Sackick, Forsberg, Deadmarsh, Ricci, even Lemieux, them guys, they didn't give a fuck who scored the goal. Did we win the fucking game? That's all that fucking matters. I mean, if you go back to, to game four of, of, of the, the, the first cup that the Red Wings won in the 90s, the game-winning goal went to McCarty. They were interviewing Eiserman after the game, and he said, you don't want to talk to me. You want to talk to Bobby Hall over here who just scored the game-winning goal, the series-clenching goal. And he brought out Darren McCarty and sat him down and had him had the, the, the press interview him instead of sit there and talk about himself. Which, I mean, it's you br you bring him up. Now, Tampa Bay had their exit. You think that opens the door for him to come to Detroit? I don't know. I don't either. I but Tampa Bay got spanked, like they didn't even deserve to be there. I was like, come on, they deserve to be there at least. Good God! Well, they didn't show up in Game Seven. No, they didn't. 
Didn't they? Didn't wasn't that the game they got shut out like four nothing? Game seven was embarrassing. Is all that? It's 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 for that entire organization from the the very top to the lowliest fan. That was an embarrass. That was an embarrassment to that organization. I it was. I was watching that and I was just like, "Wow, you're not even gonna put up a fight." Okay. But, I mean, here's the thing. You asked me about Eiserman coming back to Detroit as a general manager. I don't fucking know. Detroit is such a goddamn fucking mess right now. I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't even begin to speculate. I mean, you had a GM who said he's coming back whether he has a contract or not. I'm sorry. If you don't have a... I'm not showing up without a paycheck. And all right. You know, I, and it's essentially what he was saying. And then they give him, then they give him a two-year contract so they can basically let him... They could cut him after the end of next season and barely pay him anything in case Eisman wants to come back. But they still hedge their bets by giving him a two-year contract, so he's not a he's not a lame duck GM after the after the end of next season. It's just it's 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 the same thing with the Pistons lack of GM and head coach right now. They're, the Pistons are looking for a fucking head coach. Why don't you look for a GM first? What GM in his right mind is going to respectfully come here and be general manager of a team that Goris says, this is your head coach whether you wanted him or not? Everybody knows it goes from the GM down. The, G, the new GM comes in. Usually he wants to install his own regime. Yeah, just, who's going? He just needs to get a GM and just go, here, you do it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's. It, I hate to say this right now, Take away the Lions, and of the of the other three, the Tigers are running the smoothest out of all the Detroit teams. That tells you something. Because the Tigers is supposed to be a fucked up, blow it up year, no hope. Oh my god, what did I see last week? The Oh, when is it time to give this Tigers team some credit? It's like, uh, when they're not in the worst division in fucking baseball. How about yeah. that one? I, and I understand, you, you know, it's your nature to take the contrarian position, but... They've been saying that shit for over a decade about the AL Central. And in that, in that period of time, the AL Central sent more fucking representatives from the American League to the World Series no. than any other division. No, but I'm talking about at this point in time. Like any other division, the Tigers would be in last or second to last. Though the NL West all of a sudden is a dumpster fire. But, like, yeah, but I mean, I've seen the record. Any other division, they would not be in second place. But to, but to, to, to keep it back to, to hockey, to answer your question about Eiserman, I hope Eiserman comes back. I think that there was, there's a, there was a, a definite school of thought amongst Red Wings fans that they hoped Tampa won the Cup this year because maybe Eiserman would look at it as like, I've done my job here. Now let me go rebuild the team that I spent my entire career with. You know, let me let me let me go bring them back to, to some some form of respectability, make them a destination hockey club again. But then there's also this 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 very legitimate point that has been made by multiple sports writers, sports talk personalities in this area, which is who the fuck wants to be in Detroit? Take those big contracts away. The careers are over with. Everybody fucking leaves. Nobody stays. Where's Lindstrom? He don't live in the Detroit area. Where's Eiserman? Eiserman, Eiserman isn't living here. He's living in Florida. I mean, where, where are all them guys from from those 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 Red Wing teams? Where's all the guys from 
from the, the going to work, the bad boy Pistons. Unless they have jobs in this area, they're, they're not here. I mean, so if that's the case, it's got to tell you something. This is not a desirable place to live. It's not a desirable <laughs> place. I mean, it's just not. I, I don't know any other way to put it, man. Yeah. One third of this podcast said, peace, I'm out. Later, guys. Have fun. I mean, so, and to be honest with you, all three of us had, had in the last couple of years, contemplated a move out of state. That, that is true. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is, this is all our home state, all our home area. So what's that tell you? But, I, I yeah, I, it'd be nice if I was going to come back. I, I, I can't give it better than, I, I can't give it better than, I can't even say 50-50 odds at this point. Here's the thing. Hockey players, Eisman played under Bowman, who was a master of talking loud but saying nothing. And it was always, you know, oh, a player's injured. Well, he's got a lower body injury. That could mean anything from a fucking hangnail on his big toe to a blown hamstring. You never knew. I mean, that's the, Eisman came up and flourished under that type of, of coach. So we, he's never going to tell you what he's fucking thinking. And, I mean, the fact that it, he spent his entire career here, where are all the sports writers asking him flat out where he's going? Has he thought about coming back to Detroit? How come that hasn't happened? Because believe me, White privilege. If, there's, if there's a sports writer who thinks that there's an athlete who isn't happy in Detroit, they'll print that shit quick, fast, and in a hurry looking at you, Miggy. Yeah, just because we weren't on the fucking air for the last couple of weeks doesn't mean I didn't know what the fuck was going on. That whole fucking thing with Miguel Cabrera happened where somebody from Miami said, oh, he's miserable in Detroit. He didn't want to be here in Detroit. He, he says he thinks he doesn't get enough credit in Detroit. Etc. 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 And then I watched this entire fucking sports, the, the sports media in Detroit. Not the, uh, the entire. That's an exaggeration. But the lion's share of them turn on Miggy in a heartbeat and say, "Well, he never has time to talk to any of the local sports writers." And all of a sudden, his English fails him when it's when he when they do stick a mic in his face. But anytime a national MLB network or somebody wants to talk to him, boy, all of a sudden he speaks perfect English and he can sit there and do the goofy. You know, back and forth and so-and-so. Was he like the gremlin who learned to talk? All of a sudden, he's got perfect English. Hey, guys, how's it going? The city's so nice, they named it twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... There's a lot surrounding that that... that just to be honest with you, I'm not, we're not privy to. We're not. We're not. We're not insiders in the Detroit sports scene. We are literally what the fucking intro says: half-ass sports fans giving our half-ass sports opinion. If you want, if you want a podcast that's going to have people from the local sports organizations on, this ain't the one. So I can't. I can only speculate as to what's going on. But I mean, if this talk, and I mean, think of how fucking hard we are on our sports teams unless they're winning. And even then, you got a you got you got a lot of people, usually people who aren't from this area, who came to this area, made their bones in this area, and are riding this area out till they get a bigger contract in L.A. or New York, Mike Valenti, who do nothing but shit on this area, even when the teams are doing well. Mid two thousand lockout, he was oh that's it for the Red Wings, that's it for the Red Wings. Yeah, they only went to two Stanley Cup Finals after that. Rob Parker did the same thing. Drew Sharp did. He made a fucking career out of it. So, I mean, ask yourself. Put yourself in Steve Eiserman's shoes. Would you want to come back to Detroit with the state of the Red Wings the way it is? The hostility and the media towards all Detroit sports at this point? And the microscope? 
that this area is under for all the wrong reasons, MSU, Matt Patricia, MSU version 2.0, a.k.a. a guy fucking a dog. What? <laughs> oh, you didn't hear about that one? I heard. I mean, and, 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 and then on top of it, look what's going on with the Pistons. Like I said, dumpster fire there. You have an owner who hasn't hired a GM yet. He's going He's going to U of M's head coach and saying, hey, we want to interview you for the Pistons job. I'm sorry, John Beeline's like, he, he's a good college coach, but he's like, what, 150? How <laughs> fucking old is he? You're going to hire him for a Pistons job and then put a GM in there who's going to go, can I get someone who, oh, I don't know, wasn't collecting Social Security when we bombed the Japanese twice? I mean, this ain't the hotbed it was for 20 years and and we've been spoiled we really except for lions fans lions fans oof. you're the slow fat kid that the child molesters always catch up to and fuck that's the problem with lions fans but that's just that's you guys are used to it by now uh, you your assholes have no elasticity at this point but i mean we had the red wings well, no, no, if you really want to get down to it, we had the Tigers in the 80s, and in the late 80s, we had the Pistons, and then we had the run the Red Wings went on, and then we had the Pistons again in the 2000s, plus the Red Wings, plus the Tigers. Yeah, they never won a World Series, but except for from between 2016 and 2014, except for 2008, they were always in the mix. Now what do we have? Tigers just went 8-4 and four on, their, on their latest homestand, and people were fucking acting like they just won the World Series. I was surprised they, they took a series from the Angels. The Angels are supposed to be good. There you go. They have the quote-unquote best player in baseball, Mike Trout, and the hottest story in baseball with, with Otani right now. I mean, it, uh, anyways, yeah. yeah. All right. So from uh, good. Iceman's back on the line. He had some technical difficulties. Well, well let's, just get, let's just get this out of the way. You you picked you picked the Capitals to win the cup. You you think there's any chance Vegas comes back on the Capitals? Fuck no. You, that, you did at this point. You have to win. You think you're winning three in a row against the Capitals if you're Vegas? <laughs> nope. You might win two if it's written that way. <laughs> oh shut up! Oh boy. But from one from one playoff to the other. Here we go. The NBA Finals. Uh, I mean, we joked about it all year, but really, I mean, it's 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 playing out. Uh, who's going to lose to Golden State? And here we are, fourth year in a row. Every, now, are you guys in the the club of? I I think it's the cool thing to do this year. Of everyone's bitching about. Oh, here we go again. Golden State and Cleveland, fourth year in a row. Boring. Yeah, pretty much. I'm there. So what? I mean, that's 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 what I say to everybody. What's what's the big deal? Golden State beat the best team in the league. Cleveland beat the best team in the East. Everyone's talking about Toronto, and Cleveland fucking swept them. Cleveland swept them so bad. Toronto, whose coach won Coach of the Year, got the boot. <laughs> yeah. Later. See ya. Uh, have a good one, Dick. Hey, take your trophy to your new office. Which means there might be more to that story. As in? Well, I'm just saying, you have a year like Toronto had, with the hopefulness Toronto had, went through the first round, no problem. You get to the second round, and you're like, uh, well, uh, um, 
Wix. They were the best like team in the East. Like you didn't even know what the, Like you had no idea what the fuck you were doing. They're not the best team in the East. Stop it. Yeah, they were at second half of the season. Yes, they fucking were. They were the number one seed. Yeah, after everybody got injured. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, so, yeah. They well, were the- I mean, let's... Let's 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 take it let's take it as the games happen. First of all, hi J.R. Smith. Ah. How's how's it feel to be the new Chris Webber? Yeah. Oh damn! Oh god, that was horrible. I mean, how many people? How many people? Do, we're okay. Let's just. Would you say worldwide, there were thirty million people watching that game? Maybe so worldwide. Oh, probably more than that. Probably more than that. Yet he's the only one who didn't realize the situation he was in. Whoops. And then he tried to say, oh, well, I thought we were going to call a timeout. Well, first he said, I thought we were ahead. <laughs> That's and what he that? told LeBron. Exactly. Exactly. Then when it, people, everyone was like, you're telling me out of, let's lowball it, 30 million people watching this game, you, a motherfucker, holding the ball, all the focus in the world, of anyone who's watching this game is on you, didn't know the situation, that's when it became, well, we were going to call a timeout. I, yeah. Well, look, I, the way I see it, everybody, you know, is going to have a debacle. I mean, it happens so frequently. Chris calls me out on it all the time. Don't put yourself in that position where one play is going to make you or break you. You know, that, that type of shit's going to happen. That was just somebody being dumb. What was your favorite meme? I'm sure you guys saw all the memes. Do you have a favorite my, one? My favorite. Okay. Well, the the one obviously the picture is of LeBron holding his arms out. You yeah. see the back of J.R. Smith, and it said, "After you beat your meat, and then your girl says she's ready for you." And <laughs> LeBron's like, "Oh." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see what was the one that they said uh, when your partner when your partner cuts you in spades. <laughs> um, oh, that's death! Do not, do not cut rich. Oh my god, because he'll cut you in real life, man. He will cut the shit out of you. See the one he had holding the baby? No, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, this is like him holding the baby, him holding the cake. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was great. I saw one where he had the infinity gauntlet. J.R. Smith was blowing <laughs> away. <laughs> I'll tell you what. As fucked up as that play was. And as funny as, as LeBron's reaction was, that's the difference. That that right there is the epitome why I don't like LeBron. Why? Because, because he was going, no, what stop, the fuck? Stop. Stop. Because LeBron, that is the difference between someone like him and someone like Alex Ovechkin. It's the, it would be the same thing as somebody missed a wide open net or somebody took it back to the blue line thinking they were ahead. Alex Ovechkin would have came over and explained him, you know, the situation and said, you know, we'll get him next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not LeBron. In front of God and country and millions of watching around the world, you're going to embarrass your teammate right there on national TV more than he just did himself. Yes. Way to leave, LeBron. Way to leave. Whatever, dude. You're acting like he's the only player that's ever done. Like, come on. I think that's just being unfair to the man. I think no, everyone in that situation would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? If you're going to call somebody the greatest player ever, you don't oh, embarrass a team on national TV like that. Whatever. All right, cool. Uh, I will say that the one meme that I really liked that was not the LeBron holding his arms out was it was a picture of LeBron looking at his phone. It, it, 
and it said it was a Google page, search page, and it said, "Can you trade a player <laughs> before Game Two of the Finals?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I mean, look, man. I understand what you're saying, Earl. That is, that is like you've got to be shitting me. Type fucking yeah. What are you do? What are you doing? I, I it doesn't matter what face he put on for the public or 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 J.R. Smith or for the rest of the team. That was the reaction. Go back and watch that Fab Five documentary. Oh no, I saw it. You know, yeah, but there are four other all, guys on the floor with the same look. They yeah, they all said the right thing in retrospect. They all said the right thing at the time. They all said, you know, we knew how bad. Chris wanted it, and it was just a, a you know a mental hiccup and this and that. But you know, they all fucking at that moment were like, "What the fuck? No, yeah. <laughs> fucking idiot! A layup and no overtime." All right, but somebody on the bench told Chris Webber to call a timeout. No, yeah, there was some idiot's hands up in the air making the timeout gesture. But once again, situational awareness comes into play. I totally agree. Totally. But here's the thing. That cost the Fab Five the championship. Okay. J.R. Smith running a ball out thinking he was ahead didn't cost him the, the game. It cost it to go into overtime. No, I absolutely agree, but I also have to say that pretty much once I saw it was going in overtime, I'm like, oh, this game's over. And Cleveland ain't winning. No, Cleveland got spanked like a, a little baby in overtime. But, I mean, it, it was bad, and it, it was definitely a how in the hell did you not, whatever, dude, moment. But it wasn't, it wasn't a make-or-break moment. They weren't down a point, you know what I mean? So... I don't know, man. I just, I saw it different. It was a make or break moment. He scored a layup. That game's over. Cleveland wins. Because, it, it, because what? Because there's maybe a second left, enough time to, what, inbound the ball and heave it from, you know, full court if you're going Tapping to the four. Yeah, but that's like a lot. That's, you're, that's lottery ticket shit right there as far as chances of making that shot <laughs> as opposed to the, the, the sure money of, Layup, boom, done. Well, the other thing I didn't, you know, I never got was if even if he thought he was up, he out-rebounded Golden State. He had a clear layup shot, just a clear path to the bucket. Even if you're ahead, lay the fucking basket up. Just do it. Yeah, exactly. Be more ahead. Yeah, if you're ahead two, now you're at four. No, I hear you. Fuck it. This ain't football. You don't need to fucking take a knee. (laughs) <laughs> That's what he was doing, too. <laughs> Dumb motherfucker. Uh, Guess who's not on Cleveland next year? LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he's already he's already fucking like, oh, that's it. That was it. Don, Don. I mean, I, it, it, if he stays, in LA. if he stays, they got pictures of him hanging out with R. Kelly, pissing on little babies or something. I don't know. I I, I cannot imagine he staying after this. No, I, even even then, he might be like, you know what? Fuck it. R. Kelly got away with it. Post him. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Photoshop. Adobe cellophone player. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then he goes. He ends up in L.A. He's gonna go resurrect the Lakers and. Finish his career there. Shit, even if he does win, he's like, sorry, Cleveland, I got to go do this. 
the Lakers need me because they're a joke. Well, I, they're not bringing uh, uh, who's the ball brother, oh. the one who who would be eligible. Oh, the one who got arrested in China, Angelo. Yeah, he ain't going to L.A. They already said that. Yeah. Saw an article about that. They're like, no, no, we're good. Thanks. Yeah. We're full up. We're full, we got all the balls in our mouths we want right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, do you guys see? Uh, you see Golden State being stopped? Oh God, no! They from the time they won the championship last year, they weren't going to be stopped. Four of your five starters are all stars. Damn near Hall of Famers. A couple of first ballot Hall of Famers. No. <laughs> Take the greatest in the world with LeBron and no. I think at this point the question is, is it a sweep or, do the, or does Cleveland make a series out of it? I, I want so bad. So fucking bad for, for many, a plethora of reasons for this to be a sweep. And I know it won't be. No, nah, man. LeBron needs help. I'm saying it for him. LeBron needs help. He can't do it all himself. Pretty much fucking is. He's been doing it the whole series. But, I mean, against Golden State, I mean, they're stacked. You, I mean, LeBron, care, LeBron brought him to the finals on his shoulders. I mean, he's going to need help. He's, you can't go against. It's not like David versus Goliath. It's David versus Goliaths, plural. It's Goliath and his whole fucking family. Yeah, exactly. It's like that meme of that little blonde chick sitting on the couch, and there's like five huge black guys standing around. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And now it's time to make a phone call. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Better call somebody. You're going to need something. Dude, if he's, he's scoring 51, and they're losing, man. Like, he needs help. That's the other thing. That's, that's a number that stuck out in my mind. 51. He scored 51 points. That game, he scored 44% of his team's total offense by himself. You know what it reminds me of? A certain goalie in game five of a conference finals back in the 90s stopping 51 of 52 shots. And lost. And lost. (laughs) (laughs) It's what it reminds me of. (laughs) And and you just got to picture that for a minute. 52 fucking shots on goal. Where was this team? I don't even care about the score. 52 fucking shots on a goalie. And he stopped them all. But what? Really? That's what I'm saying if you're LeBron. Like, 51, bitch. Like, come on, man. I need, like, I put 51 of them on there. And that was with them trying to stop me. This isn't like Kobe's last game where it's like an all star game where everyone. (laughs) Yeah. The minute Kobe got the ball, everyone ran to opposite ends of the fucking court to get away from him to make sure he was open. Even a hot this dog was... vendor fed Kobe in his last game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is them trying to stop him, and he still scored that many points. Not a big LeBron fan. Got to give him credit on that, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that motherfucker was just like, I, yeah, well, all right. Thank God I got broad shoulders. Everybody climb up on here. Yeah. yeah, LeBron turned into Shaggy. Wasn't me. <laughs> you lost. Wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, it did my part. And, and his part and his part. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I did, did the equivalent to three starters out of five's part. And here we sit. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, oh, 
uh, you know it's the it's the cliche line. It's not a series until the home team loses. They're going back to Cleveland. I mean, do they win these next two games in Cleveland? Do the Cavs win these next two games? Like, or do they like split I, it? Like I said, I I want for a plethora of different reasons for this to be a sweep. It won't be. Uh, I think it'll be a split, and uh, the Warriors win in five. And then I'll go back to the old cliche of, oh, they only lost so they could win at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's how professional athletes think. Yeah. And how many but, times uh, will we hear the word dynastic in the post-game coverage this year? Dude, when they win this series, it is a dynasty. Four years? You win three out of four? four wouldn't it be four out of the last five years? Because they won in 2013, didn't they? No, uh-uh. This is the fourth year. I'm saying, wouldn't it be four out of the last five years if they win this year, with the only other one being Cleveland? No, no this is the, their fourth year in the final, straight. They, they, have, they have only been to four. So it'd be three out of four. Ah. Right. Not four out of five. Right. That's a dynasty. Uh, now, I'm, I know Google has an answer to this one. What are the official requirements for a dynasty? <laughs> and then when you when you when you look it up, it says, "See Golden State Warriors." Well, look, is there okay? Is there any doubt that if Jordan hadn't taken that year off to play baseball, that he'd have won seven in a row? No, there is zero doubt, and and it's backed up by the fact that when he came back, he won two more. So, no. Uh, he won three more in a row. He had two three-peats. I thought That's, he came back in 95 and won 95 and 96. He's 6-0 and oh in the finals. They had three-peats. They had, they had, they had a three-peat. He, he retired. And he came back, and they had another three. <laughs> right now. Six, 96, 97, 98. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just... I mean... Obviously, that's a dynasty. Celtics, Lakers, they've been a dynasty. I mean... <laughs> Cowboys, 49ers, dynasty. Green Bay, dynasty. Good news, there are no official requirements for a dynasty. It's all so open-ended. So Thanks for nothing, Internet. In my opinion, you have to be a contender for, I'm saying, at least four years, and you have to have won at least one championship in that span of four years. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons that... Yeah, New England doesn't win every year, but they're who who would dare not call them a dynasty since Brady took over? Because they're in it every single fucking year. You have to you have to at some point unless something happens. Plan if you're in the AFC to go through New England. Yeah, giant of the NFL hates cats. As long as you got Bill and Belichick or Bill and <laughs> Bill and Brady, yeah. That's that's that dynasty in New England. So, I mean, yeah, I know it's it's it, whatever. It's dynastic. That's like it's uh, uh, like woke. It's just an annoying word. But I mean, dynasty. Yes, it, it does fit with the what the Warriors are doing. And I mean, it, they're they're doing it even. They're not doing it in the, in the free for all. You know, days. They're doing it in the salary cap, salary restrictions. Max contract days. I, you have to give them credit for it. And I it just, just like I, I hate Pittsburgh, you got to consider them a dynasty. 
just because they got knocked out by the, by DC or, or DC Washington this year, to me doesn't mean shit because it, they're going to be in the playoffs next year. They're going to be heavily favored in almost any series they're in, unless they go up against the Capitals and the Capitals are champs. Even then, I guarantee you, there's going to be a lot of people picking against the Capitals. Are there any baseball dynasties right now? Yankees. We did have one at the beginning of the the, the 2010s. Yeah, with the Boston's. Uh, no, I San Francisco. Oh yeah, that's true. Boston only won one, like two. L.A. L.A. hasn't won shit. That's the problem. Well, that's true too. If they had won one World Series and had been there every year, been a contender every year, but you got to look at look at San Francisco. 2010 World Series, 2012 World Series, 2014 World Series. We're literally, they were like, is it an even year in the 2010s? We're winning a World Series. 2016 broke their streak. Badly. But, I, you know, that's obviously 90s. Forget it. 90s, that was all Yankees. There was there was a four or five year period where it was like, okay, it's the Yankees and who else in the World Series? This, this is how this is how much of a dynasty the Yankees were in the nineties. I said to a fellow sports fan at work that the Padres were in the World Series in ninety eight and he had to look it up on his phone. He knew the Yankees won the World Series that year. He couldn't remember who they played. I'm like, they played the fucking Padres, man. He's like, the Padres went to the World Series? In 98, I'm like, yes, yes, you don't remember that? No, I'm like, all right. Then you got the, then you got the, we're going to buy ourselves a championship Marlins in 97, who they blew up the next year. But they did. Ooh, did they ever. Ooh. You know, and then the 2000s, I would, if we're giving dynasties away to cities, Boston, period. 2000s was Boston's decade. That's that was that be, Boston became title town for those ten years. Yeah, all four got a championship in those ten years. That's I mean, and, nuts. you know what? One, two, three for the Pats, two for the Red Sox, one which broke what one hundred and eight years. Yes, that's that was the one. I mean, that was the one that that was two thousand four, and I was like, I I don't really care about Boston one way or the other. But when they fucking came back down. 3-0, I was like, go ahead, win it all, man. Just get it over with. Yeah. And I think everybody was a Boston fan for that 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 very short period of time, unless you were a New York Yankees fan. And, and then, yeah. yeah. And then you had yeah. the, 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 the championship that the Celtics bought. The big three, the original yeah. uh, uh, 2000s versions of the super team that they put together. And then did how many, did the Bruins, how many have they had? Just one? Or, two, or didn't they have two? Oh, uh, one, I believe. 2011. So, we're kind of on the tail end of that. I mean, if you want to start in 2001, 2001 season to 2011, that would for that 10-year stretch, yeah, definitely. Boston was, was title town, dynasty town, however you want to look at it. They played for a couple, couple times. Since yeah, all right, yeah, they only won in 2011. Yeah, there is a little bit of uh, trouble in dynastic town, though. Why? What's that? Uh, Thompson isn't signing a contract extension. Ooh, what will they do? Well, I was watching morning talk shows, and they were saying <laughs> things like, 
Here, here comes you know, LeBron. It's where this is where he comes in. Oh no, no. They just win like nine in a row. Answer, answer me this, Chris. You'll you'll watch it enough. You'll know. Is Clay Thompson a LeBron? Is he a Kyrie Irving? A James Harden? Can he go somewhere and have his own team? No. Well, and and that's the majority of of people's, you know, answers is no. And a lot of the times, people forget that Clay Thompson's out there. When they first won their first title, he was huge. They were the Splash Brothers. He was the man. But now, it's like, oh, and Clay. Because when people think of the Warriors, they're like Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Jerome Iguodala, Sean Livingston. Oh, Clay Thompson's out there too. Yeah, no, he's a support. He's a supporting player. I think he needs to realize it. But hey, he wants to get. He could just want to try to get paid while the while the you know while the getting's good. Fucking do it, dude. Well, yeah, he already has uh, titles. Plural. Yeah. Time to make the change. Those now. titles will get you paid for the rest of your career, no matter where you go. For the rest of your grandchildren's lives. There you go. It leaves the door open for LeBron. There you go. And then, and then they'll just win till the, you know, for the next five years. So you don't like that idea? He's not going to Golden State. <laughs> what if he does? He's not going to Golden State. What if he does the most LeBron thing ever and he signs a contract for a dollar? Just not going State. to Golden State. Oh, so <laughs> that's more of a wishful, hopeful statement than an accurate one. Uh, so now we talked about the two playoffs that are going on. There's something kind of big happened since we all have been together last. And uh, you guys still with me? Yeah. All right. Uh huh. Just making sure. Um, and, and I wanted to ask this question earlier. Like, how many guys do you think are going to be pissed that aren't going to get ten grand from putting down twenty bucks on the Vegas Knights in Vegas? But and that's what we ta- that's what I was talking about. Sports betting. Uh, it's game on for sports betting since we have last gotten together. Like that. That was kind of a holy shit thing out of nowhere. Did you? Uh, did you guys? You were that was even happening? No. Here's here's the thing. For gamblers, it was a holy shit. If if you're like me and you don't gamble, it was like I didn't even know that was on the table. Just like yeah. you said. Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, I don't make enough to gamble. So <laughs> I'm like, man, no big deal. All right. But I mean I understand how it's a big deal as far as as far as sports go and I mean, doesn't it? Doesn't this pretty much open up? Uh, uh, oh shit! Who oh, were some of the big uh, gambling sites that they went after and shut down? Like, uh, what DraftKings, FanDuel, all that yeah. crap. Yeah, I mean, this opens the door for them. Am I correct? <clears throat> At least, shut. Well, I mean, because before everything had to be offshore, or off of, out of United States territory. Mm-hmm. Now it's just now they don't have to play that game. Nope. No, it's come one, come all. Hey, you got money? Come on in. Well, I mean, shoot, but also it, it's each state has to put their plan in place. Apparently, of what I, I was hearing is uh, 
California already had something cooking. They knew this was coming. So it should be game on in California uh, pretty quickly. And then, I mean, any state that's got casinos, this is just what? And this is just uh, make another spot in your casino? Yeah. I mean, shit, I, I'm, I'm wondering somewhere, is Pete Rose thinking, this is my way to get back into the Hall of Fame, to get into the Hall of Fame? Right? You know, you know, why not? If it's on the table, but I mean, he was placing bets from the dugout. I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I think is always going to keep him out. Right, but I also think it opens uh, the door for that as well. Tinfoil hat theories. All yeah. of a sudden, the Knights can't score. All of a sudden, Flurry can't stop shit. Somebody's being paid because somebody bet on the game. What did I hear? Adam Carolla's theory right now is keep an eye on the long snapper. He's one of the most underpaid people on the team. That's the guy that could fuck up a spread real easy. And a quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, this, uh, that's the other part of this conversation. I mean, besides 30 for 30s are going to be real interesting now. Give, 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 us a, give us about 20 years. But, uh, yeah, is... is you know, are we worried now this is going to taint the sport somehow? There's the sports, the sport, this, all the sports. Is this going to fuck well, with shit? I mean, it's... I, 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 think, I think it's not going to be like the WWE where it's scripted, and I don't think you're really going to get to players to, to really throw the games. But there's already been evidence and issues with referees, you know, interfering. And I think that's going to actually be a concern but but my whole point i guess with that is that's when it was illegal and i mean it's that's the whole thing my whole thing is it's not like all of a sudden we're we're bringing something into existence that didn't already exist it's just gonna spread it's already here it already exists it's just gonna take it's just gonna take most of it out of the black market i think it's going to take a while to get it out of the black market just like it did with vegas when vegas I mean, if you go back and, and I understand Casino is a movie who has its roots in reality, but it's been Hollywood, you know, it's the Hollywood version of reality. I understand that. But what is not a bullshit part of that movie is the ending where they're talking about, you know, when Vegas first started, it was, you know, an adult playground full of sand. Like and, and what, five casinos. <laughs> And and the you know the mob was in there. They had their hands in there, et cetera, et cetera. Politicians were were crooked, and then what happens in America these days happens. Corporations come in because they're the gangsters these days, and they took over everything. I mean, remember when Vegas went through that transformation from Sin City to like it's a family destination spot? I mean, it, it it's only been what the last ten, maybe fifteen years that they've started that. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas shit again. Like, during the 90s, it was... I remember there was, like, a Star Trek fucking... Uh, what is it? Attraction at a casino. Where you could go on the next generation... A, 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 a copy of the next generation's bridge. And I'm like, what? You don't go to Vegas to go fucking visit Star Trek attractions. Does the you hooker know, blow you on the bridge? Exactly. Is, is Deanna Troy under... Is a hooker dressed like Deanna Troy underneath the captain's chair tossing salad? I mean, it's... it's you go to Vegas to drink 24 hours a day for free, give your money to, to, to people who have crooked noses and vowels at the end of their name, and do other illicit shit. <laughs> what yeah. did they say? Don't be a menace? 
So I see under your hobbies it says you like to smoke weed, drink forties, and all types of ill shit. Yeah, yeah. The end of Welcome to Vegas sign. Welcome to Vegas, where we do all types of ill shit. <laughs> That's what Vegas was for. So, but no, honestly, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have slowly the 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 bookies, the illegal bookies, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to start to lose power. There's always going to be a place for them, but they're not going to have the foothold on the industry that they do now. As more and more casinos start opening their own sports books, it's going to slowly sap their power. Of course, there's going to always be people who want to bet over their head, and casinos, you know, it's like, eh, do you have a Deed to your house? No, you don't own your house. You rent. What about your car? Oh, you you, you borrowed your buddy's car to get here. Yeah, well, that's eh, not really good at the tables. It's not really. I good have seen people. Fun. I have seen people literally sell their car and end up walking home from the casino. No bullshit. But what I'm saying is, a bookie will always fucking go. Okay, you want to bet over your head? That's fine. Because if you don't pay, you'll pay one way or the other. You got two knees that you look like you don't need over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vegas ain't going to do, or, or, you know, legitimate sports betting ain't going to do that. They're just going to bankrupt you. You know, they're going to fuck your credit rating, not your fucking joints up. So I I, I think that's what's eventually going to happen. And I mean, does that really raise the, the, the chance of the players, the officials, you know, changing the outcome of the game to make some money? Hasn't it always been there? We, they already went through this with the NBA. I mean, it's Jesus Christ. I you watch half the game, half the fucking regular season NCAA basketball games, and I'm like, I'm wondering how many of these are fixed because I really don't mean shit half the time. Like, like, ooh, Harvard's playing. Harvard ain't gonna be fucking in the Final Four. Or fix that fucking game, make some money. I forget. I don't know if we talked about it or not, uh, but I know we. It was shared in the chat. Somebody was talking about said they were asked to throw games in college all the time. Like, it, yeah, I mean, is that a surprise? Yeah, it's not like a remote experience or anything that, that you know you hear about like back in the day and shit. I'm sure it happens. It's it's still going to happen. It happens now. Nothing new is under the sun. I just. Sadly, what's going to happen is a lot of people who have gambling problems are going to go a lot. We're going to go broke a lot quicker. And and let's be honest, there's going to be a lot of sports fans who are going to start betting who maybe wouldn't have wanted to deal with the fact of, you know, going to the strip club and dealing with a bookie and all that and getting the fucking this and that. Who can now just do it legally and feel you know secure in doing it. And it's football season is going to be real interesting. There's going to be a lot of money changing hands during Monday Night Football. Yeah, Iceman might be betting on his own picks. I'm just going to throw that out there. there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Didn't think about that. Make this shit real interesting. I know. Just, it, sports betting just always sounds like a raw deal to me. Wait, I got to bet $120 to win 100 How the fuck does that work? And I have to buy a half a point if we tie, so I win? How about, Shut I, up. How about I bet $100 to win $100? Can't do that. No. Yeah, I. Then they have to leave, sir. Unless it's just a straight up bet, like who's going to win the the series or the game. <laughs> Excuse me. And even then, I've usually been too poor. I, there's drugs and alcohol to spend my money on. I rather, 
you know, throw 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 that to in the you know piss it away that way than piss it away on a on a on a bet. So it's just not something that I've ever been into. I I work, I work hard for my money. If I'm going to give it to somebody, I want to get high. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I need a, I need a dopamine hit from giving it away. <laughs> so, uh, what else do we want to talk about? Do you guys see Andrew Luck's dad was nicknamed was nicknamed was named the first ever commissioner of the NFL or XFL? Yep, left the NCAA oh. to do it too. What's that? Which left the NCAA to do it too, didn't he? No didn't shit. Did he work for the NCAA? Wow, yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> Which makes me think is I'm wondering uh, has luck through his last pass as an NFL quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Are they gonna? Are they? He's just gonna go. I'm just gonna take my guaranteed money. I'm gonna go play for my dad. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I'll have a good one. And, and what does that say about the? Does how how well does the N NCAA not pay? Apparently, well, is- well, that would suck because they just made over a billion dollars. Or is this Andrew Luck's dad trying to? Is is this a, is this a, le, a legitimacy move by Vinnie Mac? Because wasn't he the uh, the head of the XFL last time? Was oh I can't remember. I have no he idea. Was. So I mean, is this a football move? As they like to say. Well, it's a smart one, left, right, or sideways. Oh, I mean, it does throw a little legitimacy to it, if nothing else. I mean, he's. <clears throat> uh, uh, oh shit! What's his? What's Andrew Luck's dad's name? Oh, Oliver. Oliver Luck. I mean, he's a respected executive. He's a, he's an executive vice president in the NCAA, so I would imagine this is either a, let's go make some money or he legitimately thinks there's a chance that this could last. Some Goodell, I, some Goodell well, backlash? Not to completely segue into it, but it's a great one. Where the NFL is right now, I mean, XFL and, and the other one, uh, what is it, the AFF or whatever, that, those two leagues could hold ground right now because there's a lot of people pissed off at NFL. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, NF, the NFL has taken some, some major hits, and they're to the point where I, I don't think that they can fucking satisfy everybody. Or, excuse me, first of all, they can never satisfy everybody. I don't think they can satisfy either side at this point. Well, they took their better late than never approach because now they've made it to you have to stand for the national anthem to be on the field. You could stay in the locker room, but if you're on the field, you better stand. You take a knee, there's consequences and repercussions. Yeah, the 15-yard penalty. No, there's fines to be handed to the team. No, there's a 15-yard penalty. I thought there was only a fine to the team. No, uh, there's both. Huh. So, yeah, so better late than never, I guess. But, I mean, the point is is that you're going to piss the players off who want to fucking protest. You're going to piss the players off who don't, who don't, who aren't against the protest but don't want to protest necessarily themselves. You're going to piss the fans off. Now you've got opened the door for the argument of, is this government meddle, meddling in private businesses, a.k.a. fucking around and flirting with violating the First Amendment? <laughs> It just—it's it, a clusterfuck, and like I said, no one's going to be happy. No one's going to be fucking happy. Everybody's pissed off. No one's happy. What, what is it? Louis C.K. said, "Everything's wonderful, but everybody's miserable. Everything's great. No one's happy." I just—it's—I it's, mean, you know, football. 
It's the biggest sport in the country. Yet they find a way to fucking lose viewership over nonsense. Either when the shit happened the first time, do something about it, or just say, whatever, we're not going to do anything about it, and that's just the way it is. If you don't want to watch, don't want to don't watch. Go away. We don't care. Because, and, and then drop the subject. Because here's the deal. Keeping it in the forefront of people's mind for the, what, third season now? Is what's going to keep costing them fucking viewership. If they'd have just fucking took a hardline stance in the, three seasons ago. <clears throat> excuse me. Or just said, we're not going to do anything about it. Y'all can cry and bitch and moan on Twitter as much as you want. Ain't going to change anything. We're done talking about it. Anyone who mentions it gets hit with a fucking ridiculous fine, so don't even bother asking questions. We'd have moved on to different fucking stories in the NFL by now. But the fact that they were so wishy-washy has kept this shit at the forefront of people's minds. Because look who's, once again, look who's arguing about this shit online. People that don't give a fuck about the NFL for the most part. People that are fucking political ideologues that are entrenched in the far fucking reaches of the political spectrum are, are using this as bullshit to lob bombs back and forth at each other like they've won something really did you get your nfl players can't kneel prize did you get that in the mail ice because i sure as fuck didn't so what did who's won anything (laughs) who's won anything just a bunch of bullshit nonsense and once again nfl handled it like shit now it's coming back to bite them if they wanted to fucking end colin kaepernick's career They've done a horrible job because they've given him a second career now as a fucking martyr for all these political fucking morons. I find it funny. The NBA was like, well, we've always had a, you must stand for the national anthem policy. (laughs) And now they're fucking up trying to take a page out of the NFL book. NBA is now going to give the coaches a challenge. How? How is this? How are we talking about this now? What? Huh? Listen. NBA is trying to say, well, we had a stand for the anthem policy this whole time. Good for you. Keep going. No, no. Now we're going to give the coaches a challenge. Because it's they're going to try this in the summer league. Taking a page out of the NFL and let the coaches challenge a call or a non-call. How the fuck does that have anything to do with the national anthem? You, you didn't hear how I prefaced it. I got you. Okay. No, it's what I said is... They said NBA has always had a stand for the national anthem policy. Okay. Heard the first three times. Okay. And now they're trying to take a page out of the NFL book as they're going to take one of ours, we're going to take one of theirs. I don't know why they're doing it. I think it's the stupidest idea I've heard, but they're doing it. Well, it's... Why not? I mean, we've had many instances in the last... Actually, in the playoffs here in the last couple of weeks, NBA playoffs, where, the, where, where they've come out the next day and said, oh, yeah, no, Russ blew that call. Why shouldn't the, the, the NBA refs get the option to go, hey, yeah, nope, don't like that call? No, no, no. It's going to fuck with the gameplay so bad. What? As far as how? Pace? I mean, how many challenges yeah. are they going to get? Like eight? Or are they going to get one per half? Well, the, the full thing, you know, all the details aren't ironed out because they're going through the summer league. This, they're not trying it in the actual season yet. So as far as I know, they're only getting one. But even that, you're, you're, you're fucking up with the, the pace of the game. What? I, it's like another timeout is what I imagine. Well, kind of, but you're fucking with the pace of the game because in uh, a homeboy, hometown boy, actually uh, 
made the best point I've heard about it. Okay, when coaches challenge in football, that's fine because football players go back to a huddle. Okay, once a basket is made in basketball, you got a fast break opportunity sometimes. But if you get a challenge, it fucks that up. Yeah, but it could be. But but again, it's like if, it's just like giving them another timeout. What's the big deal? You're stopping fast breaks. It's not even a. So it's not even a timeout. You can do a timeout though. You can you could call a timeout when someone starts on a fast break. Not if they get it in fast enough. You can't. Uh, that's true. But I mean, okay. But what are the parameters with the challenge? They can just throw it whenever. Yeah, you could challenge whatever, whenever. You could challenge a foul, not a foul. You could challenge a basket, not a basket. Goaltending. Uh, was he on the three point line? Was he on the other half of the side of the court? Who touched it last? You could t- challenge anything. So what? I'm sure there was a big, big to do when the shot clock showed up, and it's just another. It's except if it's one per half. It's, it's eh, I don't see what the big deal is. It's not needed. That's what the big deal is. You know, as much as I sit here and I and I rail against the 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 core of the of games of sports that we grew up with changing, it's pissing into a fucking a ceiling fan, man. It's 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 doing absolutely fucking nothing. All right, we're all just gonna have to get used to it. I give it, I give it, I give it less than ten years before they have balls and strikes decided by a computer. And it'll probably be the way that when when uh, uh, real sports had Eric Burns call a minor league game with a computer calling balls and strikes. What they did was the computer decided whether it was a ball and strike. It told through an earpiece into Eric Burns that was in Eric Burns' ear what it was, and he called it just like a regular umpire. If you didn't know it was happening, you'd have no idea that a computer was calling the game. And that's going to happen. That's going to change the core of the game. The NHL, forget it. It's not even the same fucking game as it was 15, 20 years ago. It's just, it's a completely different game. And I mean, even the most, even the most hardcore supporters of the game in the way it was 20 years ago, myself included, have thrown the fucking towel in and said, there's no point. At a certain point, you're the old man standing on the corner wanting to call black people, you know, Negroes and coloreds because you ain't going to change. It's the way I grew up. It's the way I'm going to be. And, and, shit. and here's the thing, Rich, and, and it's, that's true. That's all true. But what's the state of the NHL right now? It does not matter, dude. What is the state of the nation? People don't give a fuck. <laughs> Q Propecia, who gives a fuck? They, <laughs> people don't care, dude. People don't care. Everything and everything that we hold sacred will be sacrificed in the name of progress. That's what people who are younger than us care about. Something that something that has been drilled into my head against my will in the last couple of years is working with a predominantly younger group of people. And I'm talking people 25 and under. They don't give a fuck about what happened before they were born. It does not matter to them. They don't want to hear about music from 20, 15, 10 years ago. They don't care. And it's not that, oh, like we have friends who might have heard of the Beatles or not, not but everyone heard of the Beatles when we were growing up, period. 
If you didn't know who the Beatles were when you were when we were growing up, we looked at you rightfully so, like you escaped from the short bus. But there might have been someone, and we do have a mutual friend. I won't put him on blast on this show. Who is like, I fucking hate the Beatles. We looked at him like, okay, all right, you hate the Beatles. You're fucking strange, but all right. This dude, this generation goes, I don't know who the Beatles are, and I don't care to know who they are. Fuck them. They don't care about what we grew up with, dude. It's more old white men. Exactly, exactly. No, I, 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 I get what you're saying, Rich, but... Don't, don't say the word but or however or at the same time after what you just said because you're, that is your way of dismissing what I'm saying. No, deal with what I said. No, I got what you said, man. I do. I totally agree with what you said. They don't care. And in doing so, they're killing sports. All of them. They're killing the, the tradition in sports that we grew up with that has been there for fucking a very long time. But just like Branch Rickey, who brought in fucking Jackie Robinson and the other, the other owners and other franchises in baseball who started bringing in black players... We're going, we don't care that there's always been Negro Leagues. That's not the way this country is is going anymore. This is the way these people are looking at it. And you can't, you can't even argue with them. Because how can you argue facts with someone who doesn't care about facts? You can't. So what you either have to do is go, I'm done, and wash your hands of it, which sucks. But that's pretty much what I've done with the regular season with hockey because I cannot stand to watch that boring-ass shit. Or you got to fucking suck it up and try to find something you like about it. And, well, as, it and sta- as it stands right now, the only thing, the only sport I have any hope for of enjoying the regular season as much as I used to is football. And see, that's that's my issue. Is I fear that football, baseball, hockey, they, all of them, the only way I'm going to get to watch them is if I buy the sports package or watch it live on YouTube. I, I, I really do get what you're saying, Rich, and I totally agree with you. But with what the people are doing now, with the way they don't care and everything, and they only care about the kneeling and of the anthem and the replays and, you know, the side shit that comes with the game, they're driving down ratings. They're driving out sports off of your TV. Well, you also have, you also have, and this is, this is, the irony is lost on them, but I, if you've listened to any fucking other shows besides this one, including, actually, if you listen to any of the old episodes of this show, you know that I constantly point out that irony and satire and a few other things are completely lost on the younger generations. While they want so fiercely to be part of a group, they don't care about organized sports. It makes no sense from just a purely logical standpoint. You people are so tribal. You will just, you're willing to destroy a country over your bullshit, imagined horse shit that you come up with out of thin fucking air so you guys can band together and say, well, we are gender smoke fluid binary, whatever the fuck Tumblr says at 5.05 p.m. as of today, whatever bullshit they find on the internet, they will fight tooth and nail. But I don't watch organized sports because that's fascist. That's just a bunch of people following other people. That's that's bad sheeple shit. That's following the leader. What the fuck do you people do all day on the internet? The fuck do you do all day with all these fucking special little groups that you create out of thin air? You're doing nothing fucking different. But you somehow feel you're better. It's like the person who goes, I hate video games. It's a waste of time. But sit around and watch TV, TV all day. Well, you ain't doing nothing better with your fucking life. 
So why don't you shut the fuck up and let people enjoy things? How about that? But we can't do that anymore. It's not that's that's the problem here. It's not enough that we can't that 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 I don't enjoy it, so I won't watch it. Now you gotta ruin it for everybody else who does enjoy it. Because you don't like it. That's what that's what we're getting to, man. Jesus Christ, I just read a fucking article that they're, they're, there's a professional flag football league starting up with former NFL players. <laughs> Good luck. I was sent. I, I, I wasn't sent. It was a notification. It was ESPN sent out a few weeks ago a flag football highlight. <sighs> it made me seriously reconsider my relationship with ESPN. Like, wow, really? Uh, maybe it's time to delete the app. It's it 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 really is. You're you're pushing a rock uphill because that's not how I grew up. That's not tra- the traditions I grew up with. And you're fighting two generations who don't give a fuck about traditions. And here's the, here's the really fucked up part. Sports is a big part of our, or at least it once was, a big part of our lives for whatever reason. And it it obviously is to you, Earl. But have you noticed that a lot of our friends that we grew up with that were huge sports fans just don't give a shit anymore? They're married with lawn oh, yeah. furniture and bills and kids and... You know, they can't fucking get a, a job where they get 40 hours a fucking week. They got real concerns to worry about. They ain't got time to go, you know, spend three, four hours watching a fucking game. Because the only jobs they can get, they got to work at night now. So they can't even watch games because most of them are at night. And they damn sure can't afford to go to a fucking football game. I mean, let me ask you, okay, hold on a sec. Chris, how much is parking at LCA? Uh... I don't know, but I mean, I, I don't. I notice when I'm down there, whenever there's a game at either the arena or the ballpark, everything goes up about everything pretty much uh, quadruples in price. The cheapest I heard for parking around LCA that you can find, cheapest is forty dollars. Jesus, no, you can get about. I, I just there's twenty twenty five. What a mile and a half, two miles away. Yeah, just. Over the freeway, so uh, right around Hockey Town, you can get twenty much, twenty-five bucks. How much was parking in the parking garage of Joe Lewis? Last time I went, I think it was like ten bucks, fifteen bucks, and that was you get out and you walk into Joe Lewis Arena. Uh huh. I didn't have to go through half of the fucking Midtown area to get to where I was fucking going. I mean, it, it, there's the queue line. Now. <laughs> Once again, it's it, it's just it's just a change in it, man. And all this railing against it, 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 it's fun event, but ultimately it's getting nothing done. Absolutely, no. absolutely nothing has reversed itself. And, and, and I'm with you, Rich, and nothing's gonna. And I'm one of those people that's starting to lose interest in sports. Sports, for me, was an escape. It was a chance to just breathe and, and watch my favorite teams compete. But now I got to watch football and hear about all the tweets that the president had and Who's going to kneel this week? And, you know, who doesn't have a job because of kneeling? And See, like, for me, all they've done is they've killed my viewing of the pregame shit. Like, well, this is all you're going to do? Cool. I will be tuning in at 12.59 then. I will do right. other shit with my morning. But even, I mean, off. Well, right, but even in, in basketball now, it, throughout the whole game, you, you're getting... You know, commentary of this player tweeted this, this player said that, this player tweeted this. And I'm like, okay, who has the ball? Shut up. 
They got a mute button, son? Dude, they do the side-by-side with the tweets in the fucking game on the other side. It's true. Like, what the... I don't care. Play the game. God damn. So, Rich, you're you're 100% dead on, dude, and there's nothing that's going to take it back because we are that guy on the corner. This is a get-off-my-lawn podcast. How yeah, absolutely. And, the, and But on, on that same note, I'm telling you, and Chris was like, NFL's fine. No, Chris, it's not. It's there. All these sports are going to be on the MLB, the NFL Network, the NHL Network, uh, fucking YouTube. They're going to be off of network television. I'm telling you. They still made billions of dollars in profits last year. They'll be all right. I, I'm going to I'm going to say this. You're going to have football, except for possibly Sunday, Monday, and Thursday night, they're going to keep Sunday during the day football on broadcast television for the for the near future. I just can't see that going anywhere. Yeah, when, when, I say, when I say near future, I'm talking like five, ten years, by the way. That sells a lot of beer. But baseball, unless you're watching a Saturday Fox, Fox game or playoffs, even the playoffs are fucking, half of them are on pay cable. They're not on broadcast TV yeah. anymore. Baseball is not as prevalent as it was when we were kids on free TV. It was Channel 4, the NBC affiliate. That's who carried baseball when we were kids. Could you imagine them preempting daytime programming for a baseball game, a regular season well, baseball game these days? For us locally, baseball's on pay TV. The Tigers are on a cable station. Yep. And they, they've been on Fox Sports, and before that, they were on Pass. And you got to go back to the the, the the late 80s, early 90s for them to, to be on broadcast television. I'm talking yep. regular season, not special games, not mm-hmm. game of the week. I'm talking everyday games. Yeah. I mean, hockey, forget it. Yeah, hockey's unless, been on cable for fucking decades. Unless you're in Canada and you can get CB, or you're near Canada and get CBC and, and, and Saturday night. You know, Hockey Night in Canada, you're not watching it on, on, on broadcast television. Basketball, so as, basketball has a draw to it. As long as the man's keeping the brothers down, basketball will be on free TV. But, I mean, even the, even the, 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 the Christmas Day games, those are all on TNT and TBS. I mean, this is just another example of just this is... We are the old guard, and we can yell at the clouds, and we can tell kids to get off our lawn, and that's not going to change a fucking thing at this point. It, it, it's really not. I mean, and I, I'm right there with you. I don't. Why am I sitting here watching a game, trying to watch the bottom line to catch a fucking an update on another game, but yet I'm reading what some jackass tweeted about the game? I don't give a fuck. I do not care. And the only thing I care slightly less about than that is what the fucking players are tweeting about the fucking game. Why don't you play the fucking game? Well, if I want to know what the fuck you felt or how you felt about the game, I'll watch the fucking interviews afterwards. But that's not the society. It's not society these days, man. And I mean, it, I, it does suck. It, go back and go back and, and, and if you can find YouTube clips of it, look at like old Monday night football or any football game, college football even, where a politician would be on. And listen to how they talk. First of all, if that politician got in that booth and didn't know anything about that game, they got exposed real quick. If, if for whatever reason, Trump was to sit in on the fucking booth oh, on Monday Night Football. Oh, oh that, that would be glorious. <laughs> first of all, half the country would fucking have a stroke. 
The other half would ejaculate in their fucking pants. And then once the, those two things were done, that idiot would sit there and talk about nothing about, a, about how America's winning bigly and ignore the fucking game. He would get in there and basically talk politics and talk about how wonderful he is. And if you got someone from the Democratic Party to do it, they'd sit there and talk about how shitty the country is because of Trump and how we need to vote him out in 2020. Do you see what I'm saying? Jesus fucking Christ. Hunter S. Thompson despised Richard Nixon, hated that man with every fiber of his being. When he got the one chance to interview him, the one chance, Nixon's people said, you can sit in this fucking limo and take this ride with him, but you can only talk football. And you know what that fucking man did who hated fucking Nixon with all his fucking heart? Sat there and talked football with the man during the fucking limo ride. Why? Because they both loved football. We can't even put our fucking differences aside to sit and watch sports anymore. Two countries, world leaders, came together over a sport. Hockey. 1980 Olympics. Seriously. Uh, I mean, dude, it's just, it, it, times have changed. Shit has so changed. They still have. Because it's become, and, and I could go on for days on how it's brought people and and world leader i mean every fucking buddy together nowadays it's just another springboard for snowflakes to leap from every fucking sport i mean you don't even have to go back that far 2002 when the when the wings won the cup i was downtown i was at the detroiter bar downtown and there was all types of people partying passing around homemade stanley cups pouring god knows I, I, it might as well have been jungle juice. There were so many different types of alcohol in, in all those cups. Drinking out of them, drinking after each other, partying, black, white, Chaldean, you know, uh, Muslim, Christian. That didn't fucking matter. Arabic place outside the Middle East is Dearborn, so yeah. None of it fucking mattered, man. Nope. Nope. No, no one fucking's had anything to say but fucking, you know, Red Wings won a cup, let's party. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. That was it was only 16 years ago. That feels like five lifetimes ago because I can't imagine getting that many people from that diverse of backgrounds together. And that, if you've been to the Detroiter in Detroit, you know it's not like a huge bar. We're not talking about the Fox Theater here. All right. And there wouldn't have been any bullshit beef. Jesus Christ, motherfuckers are walking down the street smoking joints, offering them to the cops. <laughs> hey, man, you want to this? No, I'm on duty, man. And the cops just wave them on with a, with a, with a shake their head and laugh. Keep keep going, man. Come on, man. What do you come on? Yeah, go Red Wings. Go on. Yeah. Yeah, but man. nowadays you got sportcasters that don't even talk about sports, man. During the game. It's, during the game. I mean, the, and it's, you want to hear the worst rendition of the American national anthem? Are you kidding me? Wait a minute. You had to show her that. Yeah. What do you, Art Kelly? Would you Kansas. marry a fourteen-year-old? Kansas. <laughs> Did well, they, have what, t- they have TV and internet in Kansas. What <laughs> I was going to say, they didn't have TV in the, in the 90s in Kansas? <laughs> yeah, but Kansas cares nothing at all about professional sports. I tried to tell you guys that this whole year in podcast. We need a sports franchise here. Look, Bad. Give, give the Kansas City Chiefs. No, no, Missouri has the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is it's on the border Kansas of City, Kansas Missouri. and Missouri. Arrowhead Stadium is in Kansas City, Missouri. Right next to Royal Stadium, Kaufman, Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, God. You get the thunder, like a couple hours away. 
stop it. You're going to see, dude. When you come down here, you'll see. Everybody's a Dallas Cowboys fan in Wichita or a Broncos fan. There's some Chiefs. <laughs> Thunder fans. There's nothing. You said it like it's a thing, threat. You're going to fucking the see. One, the one thing here in Wichita is the WSU shock. The Shockers is the biggest fucking thing. Do you say something bad about the Shockers here in Wichita? You might as well talk about some black kid's mama in the middle of Detroit because you're going to get the same ass whooping. I see. I have to. I, if it's anything. The two in the pink, one in the stink, those shockers. <laughs> That's them. If it's if it's anything like like Central Florida was in the late nineties when I lived there and I got a Tampa Bay Lightning license plate because I could and it cost like three bucks extra than a normal license plate and I was like, This would be something cool to have hold on to. And people would go, Who are the Tam- who are the Tampa Bay Lightning? And I'm in Florida and I'm like the team that's like an hour and a half that way. Oh. Now everybody knows who they are because they're the champs. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, but the thing is, this is this is what they would say. This is 1997. Florida has a hockey team. They have two, and the other one was just in the Stanley Cup Finals last year. You dipshit. Yes, yes. So I I, I understand. I understand. But I mean, you know, one going back to the Stanley Cup Finals. I you know I've I've watched some games this year. We're not fun, not necessarily the finals, just the playoffs. Period. And I mean, I, I've had to readjust how my expectations of watching them, because I remember, short of breaking the the blade off of your stick, sharpening it like a shank, and trying to fucking airhole somebody on the ice, they weren't calling shit at the near the end of the third period. That's not how the game is these days. They. A lot of the young, a lot of the younger fans like to bitch that they, oh they're not calling everything. Uh, then you need to go back and watch some games from twenty five years ago when they really didn't call shit because they don't get away with jack shit compared to what the murder they used to get away with. <laughs> I, w- I was talking to somebody who who is of the old guard here about uh, old NHL and they said and we were talking about that very thing why refs didn't call so much back then like they do now and he said the, <laughs> the guy I was talking to said because the refs knew if they started fucking up and calling shit like that the ticky tack penalties that they were going to get hammered later on in the game because they were enforcers <laughs> people look at them when they call the ticky tack bullshit and like alright motherfucker Stand next to that board for a minute. <laughs> and they, they would take a run from the fucking one side of the rink to the other. Oh, I missed that guy, but the ref's down. <laughs> Tiki tack bitch. It's called in- incidental contact. Whoops. My bad. <laughs> I was shooting for him. He Uh-oh. moved you. But he said it. Nowadays, they won't even fucking protect their goalie, let alone, you know, go after him for a fucked up call. Well, let's let's bring it back around for this last subject to, to actual sports talk here for a sec, because uh, oh yeah, sports. we did have something we did have something interesting happen here locally, which was the Tigers for only the second time in their history. This is a charter member of the American League, 1901, first year. It's only the second time since 1901 they had the first overall pick in the draft. Uh, the first time being 1997, when they picked up flamethrower Matt Anderson. 
Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhere Todd's ears just perked up, and he said, "Who the fuck would mention Matt Anderson?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, they had a first overall pick, and they picked up a kid out of Auburn named Casey Mize. Now, everything I've read, he's a five-pitch pitcher. Problems I've read is he has control issues. He throws a split-finger changeup, and split-finger pitches wreak hell on a pitcher's hand and forearm. And I did a little bit more digging, and ta-da, he's had forearm issues already. Problems with injury with his forearm. So now I'm just sitting here thinking, great. Did the Tigers piss away a number one overall pick? On a guy who's going to fucking come in and pull a Zamaya. Maybe. I, <laughs> Chris, you reminded me of that fucking commercial. Is, is this a lug wrench? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, see, I, it, I, I don't know. I, I mean, if you look at their... Okay, because I got I to... I'm only going to go back to... Uh, okay, Matt, okay, Matt Anderson was 97. Jeff Weaver was 98. He was 14th overall. Say it was a pretty solid pick for the other teams that he played for. Right, I was going to say, when he left. Verlander was number number two overall in 2004. Terrible pick, terrible. I mean, best player and best pitcher in <laughs> baseball at the moment, Justin Verlander, that guy? That's the guy. That's the one. 2005, they had uh, Cameron Mabin, 10th overall, who is still in the league. But not a tenth overall pick. Andrew Miller, number six overall in two thousand six, who once again was a great pick for the team he's on now. Ow. Yep. <laughs> Porcello in two thousand seven. Castellanos in two thousand ten, who seems to be having a breakout year offensively at least. By the way, the countdown to place him at first base and get McGee to fucking basically just be a DH. That has to be well underway. Do you, DH. Do, do you do you even fucking think V-Mart's going to finish the season? No. I mean, seriously, are, don't you think that they're just sitting there going like Garden Hire's going? Please, like, pull something, strain something. <laughs> we'll just we'll pay you to sit in the locker room. <laughs> How long till he's DFA I, with that contract? <sighs> to the Hanley Ramirezum. I. I think that I th- if I'm remembering correctly, the other day during the, f- the first game of the uh, uh, doubleheader with the Yankees, they pinch hit him, and I was like, "Why? Even if he hits the ball, it's going to take him five years and a day to get to first base." Yeah, I mean, seriously, come on now. Man, it doesn't hit a home run. It takes like three minutes. Almost there, guys. Yeah, yeah, but. And then the rest of their picks that they go through are just, you know, honestly, guys that I've vaguely heard of or haven't heard of at all. So these are like, this is where we need to call Todd. These are Todd type guys who's like, oh, yeah, I saw him in the Venezuelan Winter League, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how the fuck did you even watch one of those games? Like, seriously, were they using a coconut to fucking broadcast to you? What the fuck? But... (laughs) Yeah, I, I, it, one the the thing that blew my mind is seriously. The team has been around charter member of the American League since nineteen oh one. He's only had the number one overall pick twice. How does the baseball draft even work? Be honest with you, I I, I thought I knew. Obviously, I don't. 
because they sucked from like early 90s to 2005 and to have the number one pick once i mean I, and why do they have it right in the middle of the season that i think is because oh it, it probably has to do with the uh, college school years is my guess if i did exactly pull something out it, of my ass College school years, and then they can put them in the minors, and if they want, they in September for the the forty man roster, they can call them up. Because I do remember that Verlander was called up in two thousand five in September, uh, but he his his quote unquote rookie season was two thousand six. So hey, you want some practice? We're awful. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. And that's basically what it was. I think I think it was him and Zamaya in 2005 during the uh, All Star game. They have the Futures game. They pitched in in that game, and they were more impressive in that game than they were in their call up in, in September in 2005. So that, that's got to tell you quite a bit. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting that you know number one pick, and you pick a guy who throws a pitch that, according to baseball experts, people who know a lot more than all three of us combined, say is. A pitch they they probably really shouldn't be teaching young kids anymore. There's more effective pitches that are less taxing on the on the body, and this kids already had injury problems with the part of the body that's related to throwing that pitch. Whoops. Well, the first thing I thought when he said he was like uh, five pitches, I was like, a lot. No, I mean that's. You know, you gotta okay. Let's say let's, I I don't know exactly what what his five are, but let's just take you know let's. Four seam, two seam. There's your fastballs. Change up, curveball. Obviously, uh, he's got a split finger change up. So you know, take away the the regular change up and slider. Yeah, I see. What about yeah. slider? Slider cutter. Another variation on a fastball somewhere, something like that. I mean, that's you know, you you don't want a starting pitcher getting up there throwing fastball change up. That's that's a relief pitcher. I mean, like, Mariano Rivera, you knew what you were getting, especially after a certain point in his career. You're getting the cutter. That's all you're going to get. But that's all he needed. You know, you, you get a, you get a guy like Zamaya. Zamaya had a changeup in a fastball. Yeah, he had a curveball. But, I mean, you know, he's throwing a 103-mile-per-hour fastball and an 82-mile-per-hour changeup. That's a hell of a difference, especially when it looks exactly the same coming out of his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, there's, a, there's. I was a solid four pitch pitcher when I played the show. <laughs> <laughs> what four did you choose? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I mean, I, I think my slider, my my fastball, yeah, it's slider, four seam, uh, yeah, the cutter, and a curveball. I think. Man, I'd have to go with four seam, twelve six. Get that knee buckle and curve. Good slider. If you're a right-hander, that'll work for you. And a change-up, that always, that's always good against left-handed batters if you're a righty on the mound. At least in the, in the show it is. And, and yes, I've been playing way too much <laughs> lately. <laughs> because it's the last video game I can afford to buy, and it'll probably be the last one I can afford to buy for a long time to come. So it's, gonna, it's my go-to thing to do. It's playing at Christmas. <laughs> Oh, I'm still playing NHL from last year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying the fuck out of that. Trust me. Still don't have the Golden Knight. It's right. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I folded. Uh, I folded. Maybe, I folded, maybe Detroit uh, drafted this kid to replace. God. 
No, I was just going to make a bullshit joke that absolutely added nothing to the conversation. What were you going to say? Who they replace or draft and replace? They draft and replace uh, Mike Fryer. Fryer. Or Fulmer. Not Fulmer. No, Fire. Did you hear about that story? Oh, I mean, enlighten us. Yeah, no, tell us. Uh, he hit uh, Giancarlo Stanton in the face. Oh, yeah. Almost well, ended fucking, his career. He almost end his career. He didn't miss any time. He fucking dinged one off him, flipped the bat, and stared him down as he ran around home, or he ran around the diamond. Then he fucking pointed to him when he got the home plate. No, yeah. that was, th- that was, that was th- this last game. Four years ago, he almost ended his career when he hit him in the face. This time, he hit him, and Carlos was like all types of, you know, puffing up like, why are you fucking hitting me, man? Why are you hitting me? And then the next time he was up, that's when he cranked it. Oh, when he hit him four years ago, where? When he was with the Marlins, when Carlos was with the Marlins, fire hit him in the face, beating him right. So right how, in the head. How is this connected to the Tigers draft? Maybe this kid's replacing Mike Fire. Oh, is he on the Tigers now? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he was on the Tigers before, Haas. Four years ago. Hit Carlos in the head when he was on the Marlins. Fires was a pitch responsible for hitting Stan in the face with a pitch in 2014. Stan had to be carted off the field and missed the rest of the season due to injury. Uh, Fires did not intentionally hit Stanton with the pitch 2014. Replay shows Fires was immediately concerned for Stanton after the play. It didn't matter to Stanton on Monday, especially after Fires hit him again. And then, yeah, basically just a recap of what Earl said. So In the face? Again? No, no, no he hit no, him no, no, the no. shoulder this time. Hit him in the balls. Made a statement. <laughs> no, I, I immediately flashed cup, back cup to... Uh, I immediately flashed back to... Uh, Major League Two or Three, Major League Three. You throwing at Carlos? No, I think there was some moisture, some some dew that got on the ball. <laughs> well, according to according to Eric Bowen, who I have no idea who the fuck that is, probably some baseball reporter. Hold on here, Yankees beat writer. There we go. Stanton, what he said to Fires, get it over the plate. I'm not trying to stir this up. That's just what it is. Anything like that happens, another ball like that, no matter how many years it is, you're not going to be happy. Not going to just walk to first and everything's okay. So. Well, I mean, that's true, too. You you see one guy, he hits you in the face. You miss the whole season because he hits you in the face. See him four years later, beans you again. Nah, I'm looking at you. (laughs) If there's ever a reason to charge the mound, I think Stanton had it. Seriously. We can analyze like some gentlemen. We can give them some gangster shit. <laughs> Pretty much. But I mean, you know, once again, that's 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 that old time baseball that's going away. You know, I mean, the fact that it, it didn't matter that it, back in the day, if that had been Bob Gibson staring in at, at, at Stanton, and Stanton would have flipped that bat and stared him down. Gibson he have never made it to first. <laughs> yeah, Gibson wouldn't have waited for Stanton's next at bat. He'd have just started running, running at him, going, "Oh, you want it like this? You got it like this. Don't give a shit how big you are. You change your name five, six times. I don't give a shit. I'm still whipping that ass." <laughs> it seems I, I got your I got your rookie card, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it 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 seems to be uh, see. 
See the saw the mound charge a lot more when we were kids. Well, you also saw pitchers. I mean, there's a there's a documentary called Fastball that I watched during our little sabbatical here. That when they go to talk to Nolan Ryan, he said something that I laughed very hard at, but I also remember as being very true. He said, "When I got up zero and two on a batter, you just threw at his head. That's what you did. Just remind him, hey, I ain't gonna strike you out with three pitches, and I could kill you if I wanted to." <laughs> I mean, that's just how it was, you know. And it goes back to it was either it was either Gibson or uh, I think it was Gibson that said, "Why would I waste four pitches to put him on base when I could do it with one?" Well, that's, so, that's that's good point. So fucking intentional walk. I'm just gonna drill him. Then go take your base, rub it off, rub some dirt on it, walk it off. <laughs> And I think it was Don Drysdale that actually batters that, that homered off him, he would write their names on the underside of the bill of his hat, and he'd check it, and he'd go, oh, okay, yeah. You hit a dinger last time, here's your dinger, and ear hole him. So, I mean, it, 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 once again, completely different game from 40, 50 years ago, even from when we were kids. Yeah. I wonder if they ever they proved, proved that. Proved what? Uh, if he actually dinged everyone that homered off of him. It sounds uh, yeah, like that, something that, that some baseball nerd somewhere has to have chased down. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also baseball lends itself to that type of, you know, mythology and, and you know, telling of the stories, and it becomes a game of telephone. From what really happened to 50 years down the line, it's something completely different. You know, and, and the whole... Uh, Babe Ruth calling a shot in the World Series against the Cubs. You know, players that were actually there were like, nah, he was, the Cubs dugout was giving him shit and he was pointing at the Cubs dugout. Because the only picture they have of it, you can't really see if he's pointing at the outfield or if he's pointing at the dugout. You can't make it out which one. He could be doing either one. And, you know, players on, on the Yankees and the Cubs, half of them say he called a shot, the other half say, no, nah, he was telling the Cubs dugout, like, keep talking shit, we'll catch you after the game. We all drink at the same place. <laughs> so, what, Doc, right. so Doc Ellis is really on peyote. <laughs> I kind of believe the Doc Ellis story. I really do, man. I've seen the documentary, and he was a weird motherfucker, man. Seriously. like He was just like, homeboy was rocking cornrows and pimp clothes back when no one else was doing it. So the fact that he might have partied a little too hard and forgot he had to start that day, doesn't seem that far-fetched. Be like, hey, uh, I showed up. What's well, a good thing? Because you need to get out there and start doing some long tossing because you, you're starting at 105. Oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> so I better chase these dragons away and get out there and start throwing yeah. the ball. One of the um, sportscasters on Get Up on ESPN said I think he said it the best. I, I don't know how you could throw a hardball ninety five to ninety six miles an hour at somebody, hit them, and it not be a big deal. <laughs> Depends on whether you think you can whip that pitcher's ass. Not really, bro. I mean at this point you hit me with a ninety five, ninety six mile an hour fastball, I'm gonna take my chances. You ain't gonna take your chances with nothing but calling one eight hundred Sam. Today, fuck, I'm 40 years old. I ain't going to go out there today. Exactly. You, oh, wait. Time. 
you know what? Yes, I am. I'm just bringing my bat with me. <laughs> I'm gonna say by the time you lumber your ass out to the fucking pitcher's mound, he's gonna be, he's gonna be in, in the, the shower, smoking. Yeah, <laughs> fucking inning's gonna be over by the time I get out there. He's gonna, he's gonna be like, what's that Shrek looking motherfucker doing on the mound? Uh, the game's like over. Catching his breath. <laughs> <laughs> hey, God, shut up, you! You're in Wichita. I got you. No, there was a, it was a, it was a minor league game. I wish I could remember who it was, but. Basically, the, the pitcher buzzed the batter. The batter turned around and he looked at the catcher and he goes, if he does that again, I'm kicking the shit out of you. <laughs> and so, there you go. And so, the, and so the pitcher beans the batter. The batter does a jump kick, kicks the catcher in the face, and then charges the mound. <laughs> he, he kept his word. He kicked him in. He kicked him flat out. It's just like, Oh, that's that's one of the best, really best lines I've ever heard, dude. Does that again? I'm kicking the shit out of you. <laughs> I'd have loved to have heard someone say that to somebody in a bar back in my drinking days, dude. <laughs> He's, he spills another drink on me. I'm beating your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the ultimate check your boy, dude. <laughs> oh. All right, so is that the uh, is it, is it <laughs> the the note we want to go out on? It's the, high, it's the high note right there, man. I I, I got uh, one more thing. Oh. NFL. Okay, drag us drag us down. <laughs> Trying to go out on the high note. Uh, actually, it is a downer. Uh, oh, I know what's coming. Phil Jackson dead at seventy five. No, wait. Well, close. Dwight Clark, that dead at 61. The receiver of The Catch. The Catch, yep. And if you don't know The Catch, we can't talk about sports anymore. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hell, hell of a, hell of a uh, play to be remembered for. So what exactly did he die of I at 61? That, see, here it comes. Was it CTE? Is it related? Well, I, that's what I'm asking. Maybe. I'm just waiting for everybody to say it. Well, I, I heard something over the weekend saying that if you play past uh, three years in the NFL, your average no, life expectancy had, is 55. He had Lou Gehrig's disease, guys. He had ALS. There you go. So, yeah. He had lo- apparently a long battle with ALS. Uh, his family tweeted out that he died at home, surrounded by family and loved ones. So, I mean, not ex- first of all, 61, the older I get, the younger 61 looks like to die. I remember when Seriously. I was 20. I remember when I was 20, I was like, if I make it to 40, I'll be happy. I'm 41, so as far as I'm concerned, I'm on borrowed time. Past the beer. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like... 61, uh, professional athlete, yeah. Uh, yeah, at 40, you're like, that's 20 years from now, and you're thinking about 20 years ago, like, I was 20. Yep. So if the next 20 goes as quick as the last 20, shit. They go quicker. That's, that's yeah. the thing I've learned. The older you get, the, the, the quicker it goes. Yeah, 30s, <laughs> 30s flew the fuck by. Jesus Christ. 
the last thing I want to talk about is, the, and imagine the irony of this statement. The Eagles don't fly to Washington, D.C. Okay. The Eagles. Yeah. The American, the American symbol, not flying to Washington, D.C. Great. They don't have to. Never. I am so tired of that. It's a bird. It, it's it's, not, a requi- it's not a requirement. It's it's First Amendment, man. Tell me another. Tell me one person on that team that's going to have a chance to go to the White House in that fashion. Please say Legarrette Blunt. Please, please, <laughs> pretty please. <laughs> I, I say all of them if they repeat, and the ones who didn't, you know, leave the team. I, I'm just, I'm tired of that, man. Champions go to the White House. Period. That's what you do. It's a tradition. Yes, old man, corner. I'm fucking yelling. Tired of that shit. Go, go to the fucking White House. God. This is it, once again, man. It's everything bleeds over into everything else. If we were a little kid with a coloring book, we would be unable to color within the lines. That's true, and and we'd have to change the color that we were going to color it in the first place. I, I at this point, I just throw the fucking crayons at the book. Whatever whatever colors want to be in the book will be there. I I don't even know what the fuck because I I I understand where you're coming from because. This isn't sports related, but it is kind of along these lines. I recently on a, on a on a a fan page I'm a member of for Stevie Ray Vaughan, someone posted video of him playing uh, Daddy Bush's inauguration. Daddy Bush being from Texas, Stevie Ray Vaughan being from Texas, kind of made sense. And of course, it blew up into a political shitstorm. And I'm like. Do any of you people realize this was 1989 that people still considered it an honor to be invited regardless of whether you supported their politics or not? And the irony is this shit of protesting or not going to the White House started with baby Bush. W. What do you, I, I don't know. Dude, I don't know. I don't even know. At this point, you know what? If I'm, if I'm, if I'm Trump, just do it. Just don't invite anybody to the fucking White House. It's just going to start shit. None of, just none of you can come anymore. Yeah, just enter to the, the the tradition. If the next president wants to pick it up, go for it. But you know, eventually, what's going to happen? There's going to be some. If the next president is is Dem, a Democrat, there's going to be some right leaning athlete who's going to refuse to go. Some Kurt Schilling type athlete, and it's going to start a bunch of shit. And then, if if we're still doing this show, we're going to have to talk about it. And it, it just it's, it's tiresome, tiresome. It's it's sports, guys. Just go, fucking let them go. Mispronounce half the people's names and enjoy the Is fucking Dr. Peppers. Why yeah, Zierman? Exactly. <laughs> enjoy the Dr. Peppers and go piss in the bushes on the, on the West Lawn or some shit. I don't know. Fucking go interrupt the press briefing. Looking at you, Gronk. <sighs> you know what exactly? If you're gonna if you're gonna go if you if you really don't want to go what you do is you go and you have such a good time you're not invited next Invite time back, ever I don't care how many <laughs> trophies you have <laughs> when they throw yeah, get hammered and grab Melania's titty like exactly make that pussy. Like, hey Melania I ain't seen you smile in a while I want to go back there and uh, see if I can make you smile 
You're this welcome thing. to leave and never come back. I've been a, thrown out of better places than this. Want to see a dick that's not orange? No, I'm just <laughs> saying, man. It's it's one of the things about being champions. You go and celebrate. You show off to the country. Look, we did this. It's a great thing to be invited to the White House. I don't care who's sitting in the Oval Office or under the desk, for that matter. Fucking go. Shut up and go and be a champion. I yeah, but at the same time, First Amendment. They're allowed to. Like especially, I'm not saying they're not, dude. I am so not debating whether they sh- can or can't. They can. I'm debating whether they should or shouldn't. They shouldn't. The same First Amendment that lets you sit here and say no, they should go. It's tradition. Same thing. Same rules. Yeah, absolutely. They have every right to not go, Trust and me. have every right to say you're a shitty champion. Go be a fucking champion. Trust me, I'm with you. If I'm a professional athlete, think I'm ever going to get a chance to go to the White House? Probably not. I should seize this opportunity. Maybe take a dump in the Lincoln bathroom. That's what I'm saying. Jesus. But, I mean... Shit. Go and talk shit. Go go and walk up to him, and and before you hand him the jersey with his, you know, with 45 on it, say, you're you're a bitch. No, no, just say, hey, I bet you thought it was going to be your buddy Tom Brady standing here, didn't you? Yeah, you know, good. no, fuck that. Hand him the fucking jersey on one knee. There you go. <laughs> Get down on a knee and hand him the fucking jersey. Get a picture. <laughs> Can you imagine the fucking memes? Oh my god, dude! <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna Photoshop out that jersey. It's gonna be. It's gonna look like he's proposing. It's gonna look like he's getting ready to blow him. It's just the internet would win again. <laughs> oh, it absolutely would. But I'm saying though, if if there's you know you're gonna protest that in, in the NFL and everything, take it to Washington and do it right. God damn it! I'm almost just to let the your cocks on one knee with the fucking jersey going here. <laughs> You know, I'm almost getting to the point where I'm just like, I just, I, I just don't give a shit anymore. Can't we just go back to having fun? No, that's what that was my question earlier. No, it, it was ten years, but it was ten years ahead of its time. But that, that Doug Stanhope, this this generation sucks a bit. Where he was yeah. like, does anyone remember when bands would wreck hotel rooms and do crank off of uh, off of strippers' titties and yeah. just have fun? Can't we have fun anymore? Yeah. You're into <sighs> a little cloudy, Doug. You've been having fun on the weekends. We not enough we not enough fun <laughs> for you here at the Verizon yeah. family. We're <laughs> <Yeah>. gonna <laughs> start piss testing for adrenaline in the workplace. Oh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, all right. So we're gonna wrap this up. Yeah, we found another high note to go out on. Don't you dare bring us down again, Ice Man. Okay, one more. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the show. Uh, I don't. What are, what are we doing here, guys? Like show meeting? Are we gonna like? Uh, are we gonna mothball it till football season? Are we gonna do when we feel like it? We what are, what are, what are we gonna do? Uh, I mean, I was thinking since it's it's the slow season as far as. There's no Olympics. There's no. There's just baseball, etc. Uh, maybe aim for once every two weeks, and then if something really fucking big happens, maybe maybe do like a a a, a shortened show. You know, the Tom like Brady a, retirement special. Yeah, like like you know, kind of like the Weedsman has the Nuggets. 
you know, do a little, uh, uh, what, what, what would oh, it like be? Oh, like when apps? Rappaport has his emergency podcasts? Do a sporgy seepage. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, a sporgy secretion. Just a, just a quick secretion. <laughs> <laughs> that will really get banned from, from, yeah, I know, from right? the rest of the places. There'll be a lot of confused people following us. I thought this was going to yeah. be a sex show. And then, yeah, and then when football kicks up, I mean, that's our, that's our fucking wheelhouse. Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah that's once a week. Oh, I, I already and, and guys, it's already. I already had that thought the other day. It's like, is it football yet? It's last Sunday. I was like, God damn! Like, can we? Is can? Uh, can it be football yet? Because I mean, yeah, we're tired. Yeah, everybody's everybody's still standing. It's not football yet. No, we're tight. Ty- but no, it's, we're Tigers fans, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long fucking summer, man. Uh, I, you know, I, I, a competitive season, one where they don't give up halfway through. If the players are still playing, like they give a fuck. Uh, by the time the All Star break rolls around, uh, that's I, I. I can I can only or some team we don't expect throws in the towel and has a fire sale and something miraculous happens. I no matter what happens, I don't think the Tigers are going to be buyers this year. They might not have a fire sale like like Todd was talking about with Fulmer and everything. They might actually hold on to him, but I mean, I just I, I don't see it. I don't see him being. I, I just, I don't know. Aaron Judge what? says, Jesus came to him in a dream and says, you have to play in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Judge is kicked out of ba- Major League Baseball for 80 games due to its substance abuse violations. <laughs> That's what happens then. <laughs> Before that, he signs with the Tigers. <laughs> oh... So, so yeah, I, you know, a couple weeks we'll, we'll revisit the situation. Yeah, we'll have a new Stanley Cup champion. Uh, we'll probably be at uh, Game Five of the NBA Finals. Like, God damn! Like, what is with that's one thing? I, I think we bitch about it every year. What is with the three and four days between the games? Jesus fucking Christ! That's a way for them to get more money. I'm telling you, they milk that shit, man. They really do. Yeah. And that's why I think you don't ever see any more sweeps than finals. I, that could be valid. I'm, well, any way to extend the series, I mean, anyway. And the fact, the fact that there is the cliche of until the home team loses, it's not a series, tells you that home court advantage in the NBA is in full effect. You're going to get the, the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the calls. Simply by virtue of being the home team. <laughs> yeah. Which goes back to another reason that I don't respect the NBA, but whatever. Yeah, next time yeah. next time you hear us, we'll be new champions. Uh, we'll probably be sniffing the all-star break. And yes, at Sporty Podcast on Twitter, Sporty Podcast at ChristopherMedia.net. And uh, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. All right, later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. 
Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.